Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your most humble host here at the Next Level Podcast here in Studio M. Uh, I am so excited today for another massive interview. Yes, we have some major eagles coming on the Next Level Podcast. And uh, these two individuals are not only beautiful, they're money makers, they're kingdom givers, and they are major league getting it done in his kingdom. And uh, it hasn't been easy, but it's been amazing. And they glorify the father out there in the kingdom marketplace. And I just wanted to welcome uh, the Dwyers here uh, via Kansas City, Houston. Where are you guys at? Yeah, well, thanks for welcoming us. But uh, we're here in Houston right now. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, introduce yourself. Uh, we've got Colin and uh, Melissa Dwyer. And gosh, I think I've known you guys forever, but it's been a couple of years, I think, maybe something like yeah. that, maybe three years. I mean, first I met you, Colin, and then uh, Melissa, you came in a couple of years later after some coaching and persuading and and I think we took you captive and got you in the NLE. And uh, yeah. once you did that, it was like, come on, let's go. So uh, give us the background. How long have you guys been married? I know you got some beautiful children. Uh, you got another one on the way. Uh, you've been to the NBA. You've been to Leadership 300. You've been everywhere. And you're still going. You guys are blowing it out in the coffee business, real estate business, Toro business. You guys are this true, true serial entrepreneur. So the microphone's yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've we've known each other for a few years because <laughs> we have three kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we met in 2015. I was visiting Austin from Kansas City. I was doing Bible school. I just graduated, and uh, it was it was just a crazy ride uh, meeting her in Austin. The Lord had just asked me to move down to Austin, like so clearly. It was it was out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, Lord, but you gotta show me. And I was going to visit a friend already, went with my friend to the young adult group, and she was leading it. Wow. Uh, which was just, I mean, right away saw how awesome of a leader she was, how much she loved Jesus. Yeah, I, you saw all that leadership ability through her uh physical beauty. I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Wow, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we started talking, you know, for those few weeks that I was down there, we just, we hung out a few times, played sports as a group, did the Bible study, whatever, got to see each other in like all these different aspects in just a few weeks. And then I was doing a bunch of missions, but we just kept in contact. I knew I was moving down there, but I was still waiting on confirmation from the Lord. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of how we met and... I moved down there, you know, we started dating. We were dating long distance when I was on the mission field. Wow. Um, That's not easy, is it? No. no, but it was actually good. I would say that because we were long distance, we actually got to get to know each other just talking on the phone, yeah. you know, just old style talking yeah. and uh, just getting uh, to know each other's stories. And I think that actually really helped us and awesome. it's really accelerated cool. a lot of yeah where we are now. And so, and so you've been married how long? Since 2017, so it's okay. five years. All right. And how old are your children? Four, two, and then the one on the way will be arriving at the end of August. 
So good. girl number three. That's awesome, yeah, baby. Come girl. on, man. I'm, I'm in on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Any advice? laughs> I know. Just tell them how beautiful they are. Love them. Love them. They'll be taking care of us daddies in our old age. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. That's awesome. All right. So you guys are an amazing couple. You're a power couple. And what I, what I enjoyed coaching you guys and what I enjoyed watching you guys come through next level and all that is your your uh your gravitas your grounding in his word you and and trusting in his process in this uh you know because you guys have had you know massive growth in, in in the coffee industry and toro and and real estate you guys are just you guys just amaze me because you guys are so logical but then you're so wild in the spirit if that makes sense you're kind of you're kind of yeah. a living contradiction sometimes does that make sense Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we feel that sometimes it just kind of like, even just looking back, it just kind of feels crazy. Like I would never imagine myself doing what we're doing now, but it really was from the beginning, just like little steps of saying, yes, okay, God's kind of giving us some hints here. So maybe let's go down this rabbit trail and see what happens. And then the same thing just happens with another thing, just doors of opportunity just have opened. And then we just we pray about it. We feel peace. And then we just move through it. And, and then we look back and we're like, Whoa, what's just happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I love that about you guys, you guys are, you know, very attractive couple, not only spiritually, but physically and, 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 and just your, your persona that you guys come out there, you're always positive. You always are out what's next. And I love that about you guys. All right. So, um, Tell me about, first of all, you, the Dwyer empire. I mean, you guys have got, that's right. I said it. It's Dwyer so empire. true. <laughs> you got the Dwyer empire building. And all right. So tell us, break down each part of the empire and what's going on in it, because you guys are amazing entrepreneurs and we have so many entrepreneurs out there in, in next level life, as you know, and listening to our podcast all around the world. So give us a breakdown on your empire and on this, on your, uh, your businesses and how you started them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just start with what they are. We, we have some real estate stuff going on, uh, personal and in a partnership. Um, we have our coffee business, uh, in a partnership, but we're majority owners. And then we have our Turo stuff, which we kind of always did on the side, even when we were doing ministry until a few years ago, but it just works and we started scaling. Um, so that's basically a business now. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for the major businesses, but we also just started a, um, a nonprofit to help with a lot of the <laughs> ministry things we were doing in Uganda, specifically with a, a, a pastor that we know there. Um, so, so it's just another organization, I guess. All right. So let me, let me walk you to this. So Melissa, how did you guys get into the coffee business? Um, well, that's kind of a crazy story too, because actually 10, 15 years ago, the Lord actually spoke this word over Colin, just like saying coffee. So he just, he was like, well, I don't even drink coffee. So he kind of <laughs> yeah. put it on the back burner and he was like, okay, yeah. cool. Um, and then we had some friends in Kansas city that had bought this coffee shop and they had been, um, him and his wife, Joel and Lindsay, they actually just bought it and had been running it on their own. And Colin had just been tracking with him over the years because we were in Texas at the time and they were in Kansas city. So we're just finding out more about that. And then and we were getting words like, 
all along, even from the beginning, when I was on the mission field, however many years ago, and the Lord was speaking to me, it was like, mm-hmm. kept getting prophetic words about it. Yeah, exactly. And so even when we were in Austin, the Lord kind of highlighted coffee for us again. And so we thought, oh, maybe now's the time. And so we actually started to get all the numbers and everything situated to try to get a container of green coffee to Austin. But then the Lord actually stopped us right there. He was like, no, it's going to be bigger than you think. And we're like, whoa, what? And so then, I mean, kind of long story short, then we he uh, connects with his friend again in Kansas City. And that's around the time we moved there. And so there just happened to be opportunity for us to buy into the company. Um, and so we pretty much were like, where do you guys want to take this? Let's make this big. You know, right now they're just kind of doing one shop, just real, um, just managing everything on their own. But I think Colin really had vision for that. And so he was the one that saw that there's potential here. He loves the people, loves the product and thinks that it could really go somewhere. So we're like, all right, let's partner with them. I think there's something here that we can grow into something more. Um, And that's kind of how we jumped in. And that was about beginning of 2020 right before covid wow wow okay so so you they my understanding is they had a uh joel they had a coffee shop up there at ihop is that right yeah yeah not attached yeah it was originally in grandview which is near the town on main street Mm -hmm. yeah and then they had the little cafe in in the bible Bible school School. yeah yeah gotcha Mm -hmm. okay and so you guys come in there and buy into this business right and Mm -hmm. now since then what's happened um, we have rebranded, uh, remodeled, um, got another shop, um, around the, just before we came in, they started roasting a little bit, just kind of mainly for themselves and to learn. But now we're, we've actually turned that into another business where we have wholesale clients and we obviously provide our own shops and then we sell retail. Um, so now there's those two brands and we're currently working on the plans for, we signed the lease and everything for a downtown Kansas City shop mm-hmm. uh, with a drive-through and everything. It's a pretty sweet deal. Um, we've we kind of took a while to rework the foundation because it was them doing all the hands-on stuff and they're great at it. Mm-hmm. But once you start building and building systems and bringing in people, like there's a lot more work to building that out. So we kind of took a while doing that, setting up the right culture. Yeah. I mean, even was, down to we like, took a long time yeah. really deciding what's our vision, what's our mission, what values do we want to stand for? So we took the first year and a half, I would say yeah. really meeting together as partners and saying, wow. what, why do we want to do mm-hmm. this? Why should we grow this? You know, yeah. really thinking about those foundational things Good. because we could have all the right people. We could do all the, like kind of on the outside, do all the right things but if we don't have any good foundation yeah. what's the point right yeah so and it's kind of, it's kind of and, and yeah. i love that because you know what is the why behind the what right yeah and yeah. yeah and if the why behind the what is just to make money which is fine but that you know that kind of burns out quickly right and sure, so sure. you know i love that your heart on this and the people you work for i believe you know the people that you bought into were also believers yes yeah. and yeah. so which was good now i do remember at one point melissa I, we were coaching you and, and, uh, and we decided to have you come in and step out, step in and take over this business, so to speak, kind of be the CEO of this business. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. And cause you, cause both of you have giftings and this is what, you know, I, you know, I've coached a lot of marriage couples and what I love about coaching marriage couples is God puts you all together. One has strong giftings, one has uh, strong giftings and, and they both complement each other. 
and yeah. and it's always that way in a, in a godly marriage and so uh so tell tell our listeners in our audience i think because it, it's fascinating what you stepped into melissa and i think it was very empowering for you and you grew uh dramatically during this period of time yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was hesitant at first. And I think through your coaching, it really did help because I think I was questioning, well, what part do I have in this? And just my personality, I, I didn't want to be on the sidelines and my husband is doing everything, you know, like I knew that I had certain gifts, but I think it was a, just a question of how to apply those and how to really feel welcome on my team to really, yeah. you know, step into the things that I knew I had giftings in. And so yeah, it was just a little bit scary at first. And it was rough. You know, you just people when we work together with a new team, it just takes time for people to build trust, people to just build relationship. That's pretty much what it came down to is people needed to know who I was, what I was about, what I could offer and that I cared about them, that I wasn't just going to come in and like, this is my thing, you know. And so I think <laughs> it just takes some time to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I think ultimately. I enjoy. And what and what I love and what I when I got to learn about you, you got a huge marketing background. You know, uh, you, so huge. <laughs> yeah, you're so modest. You went to a, you, you got a formal education in this, and then uh, you came out. So you've got you you already had the credibility. But then when you stepped into this, it was like stepping into a shoe that really fit for you. Yeah, yeah. and and it really expanded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like what I really enjoyed was the building the culture aspect of it. And I didn't realize that I liked that so much is actually laying that foundation of how to onboard our employees to our core values and actually building a positive work culture, because that's just not a given for every company, you know, right, right. And, and, and with that, I think you established some KPIs, and you got that core values. And you said, Okay, let's take a look at this, because, you know, uh, what I always like to talk about and, and you adapted so well is you've got to inspect what you expect, right? Yeah. And, and numbers don't lie, you know, yeah. you know, they're, they're there and, you know, it's about facts, not feelings. And so you got to take a look at this, especially mm-hmm. in business. And you guys got, you know, yeah. you, you guys are givers, you're tithers, you guys are do, do sacrificial. And so this is, a, it means something in the kingdom to do these sort of things and, and to have these people that work for you have a purpose in this process, which I yeah. love that. All right. So, all right. How many shops do you guys have? Uh, two and we're, and you're going to have a third. Great. Yeah. And, and how many employees do y'all have in, in the uh, coffee business? Just over 20. Yeah. Jeez. That's so cool. That's awesome. And then, okay. So all right, how did this Toro business start? Cause I know there's a lot of Gen mm-hmm. Z's and millennials out there that probably are into it and some are thinking yeah. about into it. So Give us the background on it, because I know we had a call uh, through the MBA here, I don't know, a month or so, two months ago about that, and we took a look at that, and it was working for you, so yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, Yeah, back when we were in Austin, we just started renting one of our cars out, because we were doing ministry, and we were going to the same places, and we need a little more money, and we didn't need two cars, so we're like, all right, let's rent this out. We're 15 minutes from the airport. It worked great um, for a little extra money, so we kind of did one, two, three cars uh for a few years just making a little extra money moved to kansas city oh man is this gonna work we're 40 minutes from the airport um but it worked we put, we just put the delivery fee on the highest which wow. one cut it down so we didn't have to drive to the airport all the time but when people did book it it was worth our time yeah um, but it, it's really cool because in the last year we started scaling a little more adding a few more cars adding a few more cars mm-hmm. and with systematizing everything, 
Um, and, you know, paying a kid 20 bucks to take it to the airport, we still make money. He still makes money. He loves it. We love it. It's win-win. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot more hands-off and we can start scaling this thing. And the numbers actually work really good. And I know it's a depreciating asset and that's why people are usually scared of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, especially if you listen to certain gurus, like car is a liability. Well, it is if you're just using it, um, just buying a car, whatever, you have payments, but it not only pays for itself, but then you also make cash flow on top of that and pay for all the maintenance. And say it depreciates half by the time you're done paying it off, you still have all that money that you made, plus, you know, you paid, say you paid $10,000 for the car. Now you have an extra five grand in your pocket. So good. So good. Now, how many cars do you guys right now have on Toro? Six, seven. <laughs> yeah. Seven. You, you, it's just growing rapidly. Probably have eight by the time this podcast is over. got crashed. Twelve. And right now, during this timing, I mean, my gosh, the you know the value of these cars have gone up crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, I, you know, used cars are worth more than new cars now. It's crazy, you know. Yeah. So uh, this is really cool. And so with this, it, it, and what I loved about it, learning more about it with you all is that you said it's pretty hands off. And so, uh, you know, I know you get some wild, crazy things happen every now and then, but that's why you have insurance. Yes. Uh, yep. But so why is it hands off? What's the process? Yeah. So um, like I said, airport runs can be a little more, but for the most part, the car sitting at our house, we people are supposed to bring it back full and clean. Um, <laughs> so it should be ready to go for the next time. That happens maybe, you know, half the time, or maybe it's just like a quick spot clean and it's full. Sometimes they don't, but then we just have to go fill it up. It takes a few minutes or, you know, we pay somebody to do it. That's what we're doing more and more is we're paying somebody to do those little things. Yeah, but because your time's more valuable than that is to sure. mess with that stuff. Yeah. But even when it was like our, our, the way that we work, it's relatively flexible. And so it's, it was pretty easy to just, all right, I'm going to go wash the car, clean it, bring it back, you know, 20 minutes, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time we didn't even have to bring it to the car wash and it's ready to go. And so it's really pretty hands-off. And we also <laughs> buy uh, like Toyotas and vehicles that really Last. don't take a lot of maintenance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. It, it's and even the messages that we have to communicate mm -hmm. with customers a lot of times at the very beginning it was just me responding individually to every single person and we're like this is not sustainable once you're talking to 20 yeah. people when you scale it yeah, yeah when uh, you scale it so our actually our friend was the one that tipped us off she's like i just started writing these automated messages and she's like i'm happy to send them to you so we're like yes let's share resources and so she's been amazing so i actually took some of the messages she gave me i made it my own did what i like to say and then we set them up for what what do i say to someone right when they check in what do i say to someone awesome. when is the day before they have to check out and so like everything is pre-written and it's literally copy paste copy paste yeah, yeah you know ai really helps out nowadays right i mean yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, and the like, Turo app has updated a lot too. yes yes i just love that i love that you know because because the coffee business is completely you know different from Turo, right yeah. i mean 180 degrees different you know but you guys are making it work and it's making money and it's helping prolong and it's advancing your mission so all right i love that and so all right uh, I've got one more question about your business and this real estate. Cause I remember you guys buying some land up around a lake at some point, and you yeah. also had a house in Austin. And when you moved, you kept it, I think you leased it out or something. Uh, and then you kept it and you moved to Kansas 
And then this guy named Elon Musk decided to build a factory like next door to your house. Yeah. I mean, how much favor can one person get? <laughs> More. <laughs> More, Lord. <laughs> yeah. so tell us about the real estate business. Yeah, I mean, I originally got into it. I mean, so like I've mentioned, I did Bible school and we've done a lot of ministry before, but I knew always that there was a business chip in there and that the Lord was calling me to both. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked different at different times. But when I was in Bible school, uh, this was like 2010, 11, 12, like the market was still pretty low. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I didn't know much about real estate, but, you know, I just have this entrepreneur thing. I'm like, hey, what if uh, I talked to my brother? What if we just buy a house? And we live in it and we rent it out to our other college roommates and, you know, our college friends and we can make money and they pay it off. And so we did it and it worked. And the next year we bought another one. So he lived in the one, I moved to the next one, we bought it. And it was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, not even thinking like I'm a real estate guru and I'm making a great deal. (laughs) And like over the next few years, the like price of the houses are going up like crazy, you know, double, maybe even triple. Um, all the while we're getting cash flow, like paying, paying it all off and making money on top of it. And it's like, Hey, this is actually something you can make a lot of money and build wealth this way. Come on, man. I uh, love and, that. And help people out, you know, help out college students and uh, work with them. And so, I mean, so that's how we got into it originally. And then, so the Austin house, when we were in Texas, we got married, we got this house built. It was a little far away from Austin because Austin was blowing up and it was mm-hmm. expensive. So we're yeah. like, well, let's move out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Austin was still growing. The cool thing about this loan was that it was a zero down loan. It was especially USDA loan. So originally no money out of our pockets. Yeah. Wow. Um, we lived in it a little while. So we were making payments. But then when we moved, we started renting it out. So now we're making a little bit of money on it and they're paying it off. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Elon decided he put his factory right there. And like the house price since then has like doubled come on jesus i mean yeah. that's so <laughs> which i mean cash on cash return is huge because there's a zero down <laughs> yes 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 favor yeah. much i love that all right so yeah. all right tell me then you guys started buying some lots around a lake property somewhere yes yep yeah, yeah so when we moved back to kansas city i partnered with a good friend on this uh it was like six lots multi-use um commercial residential we just it was really cheap we lowballed them we started doing work on it uh and we're making money there and then we're like hey you know it'd be really cool to build too so we yeah. found some lots down in a lake thing about an hour south of kansas city uh and we're almost done building the first house there i'm gonna sell that recycle the capital maybe we move on to the next one or maybe we just sell the lots for a profit and then start building further in kansas city the cool thing about that was is that is a lot easier to build there. So it's like a good entry level, you know, working with the city, working with code. Yeah. Um, so it's like from there, we want to start building multifamily, even apartments and stuff. We're, we're kind of looking into that a little bit lately. I love that. I love that. All right. So with this business, with this, you know, this, this Dwyer empire that you guys are going, being married and doing business together, how is it working out for you guys? It's great. Honestly, I think that we make the best partners. That's why we chose each other. It's like in business and in life and in family, so much of it is we just get each other. And we, like you said before, we have different strengths, we have different weaknesses. And so we're able to kind of 
you know, help each other out and yeah. we know how I can help him and he can help me and we really push each other in that way. So yeah. I think it's honestly, it's great. I it's love cool it. It's cool because we're <laughs> like-minded, obviously, same vision. Yes. And yes. like to work with somebody like that, you know, I don't really get, I mean, I get that there's different circumstances, different careers, but like yeah. when people say, oh, I couldn't work with my wife, it's like, well, why'd you marry her? Like, I just, <laughs> like we want to do all our stuff together. Yeah, like, it's exactly. awesome. We love doing life. We love even yeah. bringing our kids along with what we do, you know, bring them mm-hmm. to work when we do mission trips, like we want to bring them along yeah. and everything too. So like, mm-hmm. like, I get to do business with my best friend who knows me and knows my weaknesses and yeah. can really help push me, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I lo- All right. So let's talk about your children because your ki- kids are beautiful and you've got oh, another yeah. one on the way. And so how do you, how are you raising them in a kingdom perspective? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously we, we teach them, we, you know, discipline them in the Lord. We, we show them the way that they need to go, but we also, like I was kind of just saying is we just bring them along in life. Like mm-hmm. we, we try to live like Jesus and just bring them, you know, we pray with them They're by the time that they're learning how to even say a few words, they're, they're basically praying. And like, Jesus, amen. You know, it's like, because they're still pretty young. So, but they're like getting it. Like, I mean, even more practically, we'll drive up to an intersection. There'll be a homeless guy. And Ava's like, daddy, can we give him something? Can we give him money? I was like, oh, oh that's so gosh. sweet. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, so it's like just in everything, showing them just the modeling. love of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know, having people over and loving them. Um, mm-hmm. They're just, they're kids and they're great at it, you know. It's good. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, being, being a God, godly family and in kingdom business and in kingdom uh, principles, you know, your children, I, you know, I've seen them on, you know, some of our zoom calls and they're so cool and they're so nice <laughs> and they're just interested. And I saw, I saw one yeah. of them. I think he took a picture. of reading my book, uh, which was really impressive. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the airplane. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Which I love Great. that. Uh, so, all right. Uh, you guys are amazing. You guys are, you got it going on. You're building your family. You're building the kingdom. Now I know you've had some setbacks. I know you've had some hard times. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how do you guys get through the tough times? How do you keep focused on him during, cause we all get distracted. We all get, you know, the enemy yeah. kind of, you know, look at the shiny object and, and tells you lies. So how do you guys stay grounded in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, a lot of what happens is we just remind each other, like, let's just slow down. We need to rest for a minute. You know, I think once we we're starting to feel a little bit of that anxiety or this problem came up, this problem came up something, and then we all kind of get frazzled. And I think one of the things we try to remind each other of, let's just take a break right now. We need to rest. We need to pray and just mm-hmm. seek the Lord. Let's hear from the Lord before we try to like find a solution on our own. Cause it's easy. You can look up anything on Google, tell you to do exactly this and that. But I think yeah. that's just not how we want to operate. We don't want to rush God's timing because we know everything that we have was given to us by the Lord. And we really believe that he's the one opening these doors for us. It's not anything that we're so amazing that we just got chosen and we get to do all this stuff. I think we just take that seriously. And so anytime we feel like, oh no, there's not enough money in the bank right now, or there's some, some kind of issue happening with our business partners or something, whatever the case may be, it just kind of, you know, it makes us sober and reminds us like, this is not about you controlling the situation. It's not about you finding more money somewhere. You know, it's a lot of it is like, okay, let's just wait on the Lord. Yeah. Like what's his solution. I mean, even going back to where you're saying before about 
contradictions. It's like entrepreneurship and even, even going for the Lord is like, it's work. Like, you know, it takes violence. It takes like hard work is totally in the Bible, being a good steward. But at the same time, there's this rest and seeking the Lord and waiting on him. Um, you know, that's even what Paul was saying is like, you know, be content in all things. And he was saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The context was I can be rich. I can be poor, whatever the Lord has me in right now, this is what I'm going for, but it's just always seeking him always. You know, it's like entrepreneur life is definitely hard work. Definitely going for it. But like Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, you're laboring in vain. And you're like, you're waking up early, you're going to bed late, working your butt off, yeah. but you're doing it in vain if you're not doing it, like what the Lord has for you. So it's like that, yeah. seek him, the obedience, because you could be a billionaire, you could be a janitor or a garbage man, and just doing it for the Lord, Good. Uh, like with all your heart, you know? I love that. I, I really do. And I think, you know, yeah. And one, you know, no matter what, what I've learned in my life in entrepreneurship, there's been very, very difficult times. Uh, and, and since I came to Jesus, you know, even in, you know, with next level and McIntyre and all that we're doing, I mean, sometimes, you know, we get attacked sometimes, as you guys know, and we, everybody does when they're out there, but I always think, okay, even the menial task, what I'm doing, I'm going to do it and glorify him, you know, and it helps you get through those menial tasks or those difficult times. So I love that attitude you guys have. Um, all right, let me ask you this. Cause one of the things right now, I know that you guys have, You've got you guys expanded your businesses. You've you've got people working for you in Turo. You got people working for you at the coffee shop. Uh, you've hired contractors to help you build stuff. How do you go about hiring good people and understanding that they have your core values? Yeah, actually, so kind of like I said before, with our with our coffee shop specifically, we took a long time to establishing what our core values were in, kind of what we want in an ideal employee, you know, and so we created, um, you know, kind of like an interview guide. And so any person can apply. Sure, we welcome anyone to apply. But when we when we look at them and we come have them come in for an interview, we really ask specific questions based on our core values. and it honestly, it doesn't really matter for us. Like, okay, you could have an, you can be an amazing barista and you could have had all of these awards or all these things. But I think that matters less to me than if you are someone who is a team player, someone who is humble, someone who is self-motivated and, you know, someone who really genuinely seeks the interests of others before themselves. And so I think for us, like even, in who we choose to work with or who we choose to partner with in different business ventures, it really comes down to, do they have a like-mindedness or do they care yeah. about, you know, others and not just how can we help them? Yeah. You know, cause you can teach them how to make a cup of coffee. That's yeah. Anyone can, <laughs> anyone can uh, learn that. Right. <laughs> except, except for McIntyre. That's why we didn't hire him. <laughs> Uh, I love that. I think it's really good. I think the core values is what is really important. You're right. You know, and I, I think having that team effort, I know you guys have meetings and I know you, you guys have meetings with the partners and talk about, okay, are we still on point? Because I think you've got to have those KPIs and look at this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the key performance indicators, where are we, are we hitting the mark? Cause all it takes is being off one degree, right. And you end up in Cuba yeah. from Florida. <laughs> and so yeah. you, you, you want to make sure you stay on point. And it's sometimes it's, it's, it's very easy 
to see, hey, what's next? How should we do this? I remember one time uh, in our, one of our calls, Colleen, uh, Colleen uh, that you were, or Melissa, that you were talking about, sorry, that you were talking about what the other shops are doing, or one of your baristas said that what the other shop is doing. And it's really easy to say, oh my gosh, and also now you're in the comparison spirit on this situation. So how have you stayed focused on what, what uh, your coffee shop's doing and not worried about what Starbucks is doing? Yeah, I think it's wise to be aware of the market. Obviously, you want yeah. to know what your your competitors mm -hmm. are doing just because it's yeah. just good business. Know sense. the water you're swimming. Yeah, Come on. but at the same Somebody time, said that I think yeah. it's like <laughs> you got to find what like what you want to stand for. And I think for us at our coffee shops, really the relational aspect of it and being welcoming to any person that comes in, whether they have been a coffee connoisseur all their lives or if they've never had a coffee in their life, we want them to feel welcome here and that we can guide them through our products and for them to feel like they can bring their kids and not feel like they're getting dirty looks. You know, so I think a lot of times, you know, coffee, there's a little bit of a snobbery in the game, you know, that, oh, yeah. mine is the best and you have to act this way when you come into my shop. And we just wanted to like nip that in the bud. We're like, yeah. no, we want to be in the opposite spirit. We want to welcome people. We want to teach people about good coffee. Of course, we want them to enjoy a good cup of espresso. Um, but at the same time, we don't want that air of arrogance. Um, and so that's something yeah. we're like, we don't want to copy that actually. And yeah. our style, our um, kind of our aesthetic is very bright very cheerful very welcoming and i think people like that contrast yeah i saw that i saw it coming out in your new shop and the way it opened up it looks beautiful it's really awesome yeah uh, i like the, the way you guys take this stuff on i mean it's a lot it's a lot as you know to hire contractors it's a lot to build this stuff out it's a lot to stay in budget i know and, oh, you, yeah. <laughs> and you guys do it with a beautiful smile and a song in your heart and i'm sure you have days where you get disappointed as we all do but i love i love that attitude and and stay in focus and also knowing the water that you swim in it is yeah. important somebody mm -hmm. might come across something that might be interesting for your clients yeah. as well yeah. um okay so uh tell us i know you got the subscription deal stacy and i get your coffee every month in the mail and yeah. so or every week or i don't know it comes sometimes it comes <laughs> like you know, sometimes i got u-haul dropping it off and i've got a whole <laughs> whole garage full and then other times it's like where's my coffee i gotta have it where is it so tell me about your subscription and the name of it and how people can get a hold of that too yeah so like i was saying we started roasting our own coffee it's called notion we want to separate the brand for a few reasons it's a little bit different than the coffee shops and that way we can also open the door more to selling wholesale so it's called notion uh, we have our subscription. The The way that we roast coffee, um, it's more what, like on the lighter side in a sense, um, but it's it's kind of like a fine wine. Mm -hmm. We like to think it's, it's for people who really like the taste of coffee mm -hmm. in a sense, like you don't need to add all the milk and sugar because it has the flavors in it. Mm -hmm. It has the actual flavor of the coffee because it's not like, you know, like bacon or toast you can burn the crap out of it. And some people like that and that's fine. But what you're tasting is ash. You're not tasting. Yeah. So, so it's this coffee. Um, we like it. It's really good. You don't need to add anything to it. Um, no, it's wonderful. It is. I like the way you said it's like fine wine. It really is. And every month or every week, whenever we get it, there's something different. Like the one I just got was called honey, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. 
and I grind it up and it's delicious. And I don't, I don't put anything in my coffee. Now you're, you know, I used to put everything in a coffee, you know, I used yeah, to put yeah. you know, heavy cream, then a steam cream. Then, <laughs> then uh, I went to Oatly and then now it's just black and it's just, yeah. it tastes so good. I couldn't even imagine diluting it. And so, uh, yeah. all right. And how do our, how do our listeners, if they want to subscribe, get a subscription to your coffee, how would they go about doing that? Yep. So we made it pretty easy. You go to notioncoffee.co, notioncoffee.co. Mm -hmm. You go, uh, you can actually get a, a little discount if you sign up for our newsletter or whatever, but we actually made a special discount for all your listeners. Come on, uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so when you sign up, you can sign up either for a single origin rotation because we're always testing new coffees. We don't want to keep it the same because sometimes the coffee gets worse. Um, so we always want good coffee. So we always have different. So we have the single origin blend that you can get, not blend single origin coffees that come in different. And then you can get like a, an espresso blend that is more of a consistent blend. Those are your two options. But if you guys in checkout, put in the code NLE, come on, you guys can get your first bag for free. When you Ooh, sign up, for Ooh, I love this. Come on, yeah. boy, that's a surprise. You guys are so cool. How do you guys do it? <laughs> You guys, you guys are so cool. You must need parkas to walk around in Austin at 110 degrees. You're so cool. So hot. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. So they go to Notions, N-O-T-I-O-N-S dot C-O. Uh, no, sorry. Notion Coffee, N-O-T-I-O-N Coffee dot C-O. Co. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Good. And they can sign up on the subscription and you type in N-L-E, listen to this, uh, and you'll get the first free and then uh that's awesome so uh, all right so and if somebody is in uh anywhere on kansas and they want a toro car i guess they can check with you guys too yes yeah <laughs> look us up yeah <laughs> all right and how do they go where and tell us your website for toro yeah for everything i want to hear it <laughs> well toro is just through the app um, okay you so they can, it, so it's it, our it, card it's, somehow. Yeah, we have a specific it's link. A specific link. Yeah, and okay. I put it on my Instagram. Okay, good. What's so, your Instagram? It's uh, the Dwyer Adventures. Okay, and for everybody that needs to know how this, let me spell it right here. That's D W Y E R, <laughs> the Dwyer Adventures. It should be the Dwyer Empire. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. now we're gonna use that. <laughs> yes. See, it's all about marketing, baby. All right, and then. Uh, then uh, the name, the coffee shop website, do you have a website for the coffee shop or is it all on yeah, Instagram? Prefix, yeah, it's prefix.coffee. So that's, if you're in Kansas city, you want to look us up locally. Okay. Prefix.coffee. Prefix okay. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, you got an Instagram for prefix too. Yes. It's same thing at prefix.coffee. At prefix.coffee. All right. So go check it out. Follow them on Instagram, follow them on the website and uh, order, get your free uh first subscription sure. account. and how often do you send do i get one once a week or what do i get how does that you work you can set it to weekly it. Yep. To every two weeks every month okay stacy might have it set to every hour okay I, I keep, <laughs> I, it's, it's like it's like with uh it's like with amazon i've got a conveyor belt out in front of my yard it just keeps coming it just keeps coming it so, is. It's all right yes i love the coffee it's wonderful and every time i get it it's always it's really cool to see what's next because you guys just yeah. you guys just send us what's next and i love that all right so uh before i close out two things actually three things i want to have i want you to give some advice to entrepreneurs what works for you uh what scripture you're sitting on and what books have you been reading lately so advice to entrepreneurs what would you give them yeah i mean 
<clears throat> I think it really is like go for it. I mean, take the risk, do it. It's what I, I've always said for years, like, because people kind of see me as risky a lot, but it's like, it's a calculated risk. Like weigh it all out, but don't take too long. Like take action and go for it. Like the worst thing that could happen is that you fail and you learn during that process anyway, and you do a lot better next time. But it's like, just go for it. Take the risk and go for it. <laughs> like, I mean, I know, like you say that all the time. But yeah, seek wisdom, yeah. measure twice and cut once. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, I seek the Lord for sure. Yes, yes, yes. I would add too to the entrepreneurs is to find other people who are like entrepreneur minded, kingdom yeah. minded, because I think find partners and run with them. I don't think that it's going to be very much fun to be an entrepreneur solo. You know, you have an amazing team around you. We have an amazing team around us. It's I don't see that entrepreneurs are really just the one man show. There's really? always a team of people around them. So I would say find those people, seek the Lord together in it and just run. Good, yeah. good advice. Good advice. Okay, so what scripture are you guys sitting on? Oh, man. You said it's Psalm 127. So yeah, that's one. a big one. Psalm that's a big one that we've been in for as a family. family. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, like I said before, it's, un, you know, unless the Lord is building the house, mm -hmm. um, you're just doing it in vain. He yeah. gives his beloved good sleep. But the second, it's a pretty short song. There's only two little paragraphs. The second half is actually all about family. Mm -hmm. It's those verses about filling your quiver, you know, blesses the man. His quivers. Oh. Yeah. Who had children basically and it's like yeah. that's where how you can go to battle it's like i don't know there's a huge family aspect even to entrepreneurship the huge family aspect to the kingdom a multi-generational thing where like we got to go into battle and it's cool because what we're doing is totally for our kids totally for the next generation like yeah. as far as we can go in entrepreneurship as far as we can go in revelation and god like that's mm -hmm. our kids floor mm -hmm. um which i just love yeah. And and like and that's even, their normal. Yeah, and even with our parents, like actually, Colin's dad owns businesses. I, my dad owns a business, and so I think we've seen our dads do that, and yeah. they've passed on their experiences to us and the way that they do it in a godly way as well. It wasn't always that way, but when they were saved, yeah. you know, then they also changed kind of the vision of their business. And I think that they pass it on to us, and we want to pass on those values and the legacy to our children as well. So I love that it's both up and down. You know? Come on. I love that. Yeah. Legacy. It's awesome. It's so good. All right. That's Psalms 121, did you say? 127. 127. Yep. Thank you. Okay. And so what what book have you read lately, other than I know you guys read the Bible all the time, but what, what yeah. book uh, are you guys into that you can recommend to our listeners? I would recommend Patrick Lencioni's The Ideal Team Player. That is a lot of where we have pulled out how we shape the culture of our company and he breaks things down super simply so that one is it's really easy to read and it's just practical for any kind of company no matter what you're doing i love that that's awesome that's really good well you guys are truly an amazing team you guys do have uh, the dwyer empire going and we can't wait to see what else you guys are gonna do maybe you're gonna do a joint venture with SpaceX coffee. I don't know. You know, who knows? I mean, you guys are so in the coolness of all the cool. I just love it. And uh, prefix coffee, uh, go check it out on, on, on Instagram and you can get all the links and you can go right there and uh, order your coffee and go to notionscoffee.co and get you and type in NLE and uh, leave them a message. Let them know. Uh, 
this truly is a family working in his kingdom and not only walking to walk, talking to talk, but walking to walk and making it happen uh, and giving out and bringing kingdom principles into this marketplace in the coffee business, in the uh, Turo business and in the real estate. And uh, thank you so much, Colin and Melissa. You guys are amazing. And uh, I'm so grateful you took the time down in your empire and take time for the McIntyres here at Next Level. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ciao, guys. Thank you. God bless you. Keep on. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.